Hello and welcome to the second ever episode of Extended Play. Um, this month we're playing Deus Ex and this week is where we go to you, the listeners, the readers, and we ask you what you've thought of the game so far. Yeah, we've got an awful lot of people emailing us from last week on the email address, which is extendedplayerign.com. That's, um, that's memorable. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> um, telling us what you think, having listened to us blather on about the game for a little while, but we've all got a little bit further than we had last week, obviously. And the, yeah, and some of the points have been... Kind of, we've kind of been a bit overwhelmed by the response. Yeah, we're, we're quite overwhelmed by how smart you all are. We knew you were smart. We knew yeah. that. We didn't doubt it for a second, but we're very impressed that you actually bothered to take the time to write us what you think. We've been sent essays. Yeah, actual essays. And also, some of them are better at games than us as well. Yeah, by probably, probably, probably <laughs> quite a lot of them. Right, let's move on with the first piece of feedback. Daniel. Uh, yeah, the first piece of feedback is from um, David Pham. We think that That's we fam, fam, David Fan And Scott Oodle, who's basically, last week we were talking about how we never saved the woman at the end of the first mission. Yeah. And apparently you can save the woman at the end of the first mission by shooting faster. We're just too slow, Alex. I don't believe that's true. I've got, like, ninja reflexes. <laughs> I'm going to try again. It's been pointed out by lots of people in the comments as well, just okay. laughing, laughing just at both laughing of you. At us. How rubbish you are. I managed to save the woman, but the guy got away. But actually it turned out that the guy getting away wasn't such a bad thing. He comes back later and offers well, you... Don't spoil sh- that. No, we're allowed to spoil. Yeah, but that's spoiling it for me, then. <laughs> <laughs> so we're allowed to spoil the game, but not for you. Well, that, uh, that's good, though, because that comes... like One of the other things that we spoke about briefly last uh, week was consequence. And it turns out that it does have a consequence, depending mm. on what you do, rather than just it being you know, shallow. Yeah, it's mostly, it mostly seems to be side missions, doesn't it? Like, if you do or don't do something, then mm. somebody will, will or won't offer you a side mission later on. But that's something. That's yeah, good. speaking of which, I do have an awful lot of side missions open at the moment. So Too I'm many? Gonna, well, I, I just ran around opening side missions, and now my kind of like HUD has got all these little blue things telling <laughs> me to go left, right, and center. I'm like, oh my God, which one do I do? Another great feature of Deus Ex, you can turn any objective off at any point. Okay. Snip into the menu, press X, and it'll deactivate it for a while. There the only problem there is that you can then forget about it, as I did, and then leave Detroit and piss uh, off to Shanghai wiped, and everything it? gets wiped. Yeah, yeah you uh, can't do the side Yeah, before anymore. you get bored with the helicopter, you get a little warning, but I was just impatient. I, went, I want to go to Shanghai. Yeah. And I lost all my side missions. I missed Never three. mind. Never mind. Oh, yeah. uh, Day 6 is becoming a bit of an obsession now for me, definitely. It's, it's gone from, you know... It's a way of life now. For yeah, you. it's gone from being something that I played for four or five hours to, um, in the evening to something that I didn't really sleep much I saw you weekend. earlier on trying to pick up the fridge <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to block the door you with it you don't have that augment yet exactly yeah. I was just trying to block the door with it so that Alex couldn't get out and uh, <laughs> what, out you of the fridge? Do, no you, you put, put vending machines and fridges in front no, of I doors and, yes, and the, yes see <laughs> I underestimate your intelligence Alex understanding what I'm doing with the fridge um, so Yes, one thing that we didn't actually discuss last time on purpose, because it's such a elephant in the room, um, was the boss fights, yeah. which I think we can all agree are terrible, completely terrible. Yeah. And a lot of the feedback we've got has um, extolled Deus Ex's virtues as a game in many ways, but we've, I mean, nobody can excuse the boss fights. I think the boss fights are just contrary to the entire ethos of the game, because there's such a throwback. Quite. And they're just a bit of an anachronism. We've talked about this before, and we've had editorials in the last month on whether boss fights are kind of irrelevant anymore or the kind yeah. of a sticking point in modern games. That's the thing. It did seem like stepping back in time, suddenly being in an arena with a guy with a machine gun for an arm. And running around finding exploding canisters. Ex- exactly. It just it just felt like stepping yeah. back in time. And we've had some feedback from David Merritt who asks us um, about this, uh, about why we didn't discuss it. Did you enjoy the boss fights, he says? And do you think they might have been improved if they'd been integrated into the open framework of the rest of the game rather than the staged arenas? Um, for example, if Barrett was another MP 
PC that you had a secondary or primary objective to neutralize, and he was just wandering around a room barking orders and generally looking like Jack from Tekken. So I presume that what could have happened there is you could have we could have had these whole scenarios with you know the bosses being guarded and yeah. that might have worked a lot better I think David I think you're quite right rather than shoehorning in in a very traditional sense indeed he says part of what made the boss fight so distasteful was how alienating it felt to be dragged from what felt like quite an open experience into something incredibly limited that's the thing when I first um, encountered Barrett I tried to tackle him as I would any other character and you just can't do it because oh, he just picks you up. To, Picks me up, and I was shotgunning him in the face repeatedly. Doesn't work. It only works if you throw the canisters. And right. just that's slightly that demoralizing. Is, it is stupid, isn't it? It's the whole emptying sixty-five bullets into a guy until he falls over thing. Yeah. The only reason I managed to beat Barrett because I mean this is something we're going to get to later. But I'm a stealth character, as you'll know if you listened last week. So I don't have any weapons. My inventory is filled with random stuff that I've picked up off people's desks, not heavy rifles. So I get to boss battles and I'm, I'm completely <laughs> that useless. That's so boring. I don't have a machine secretaries, painkillers. I do have a biro. Bits of food, this kind of thing. But yeah, it's, um, I get to a boss battle and I'm helpless. Like I don't have anything to help me because all I've got is a very nice silenced uh, laser sight upgraded pistol and some stun gun darts. Wow. Which is really useful against someone like Barrett. The only way I managed to beat him was by throwing a gas canister at his face and then he did his thing where he throws grenades everywhere and he got unlucky, threw them all right, they all bounced back right at him and then he died. So I didn't hit him once. Yeah. Uh, that's occasionally happened to me in um, sort of next-gen boss battles. It happened in Gears of War. You basically, you play so many times, eventually you'd be helped out by the incompetence of the boss itself, himself. <laughs> um but like, so you couldn't stun him with your darts and... No, you know, no. Just stupid. To, well, like, was, what is the point of that? Well, there were lots of explosive things around the level, but I mean, the thought of having to go around and pick up barrels and... Th- I mean, we're not going to spoil all the boss fights, but no. the second one's not much better. And yeah. the final one... And I almost want to say, do you actually have to do it three times? I think I did do it three times, the mm, magical three times. I think times. he's just got a health bar. That, see, that was my big problem with Batman uh, Arkham Asylum, was, again, you had this amazing game, but really kind of by-the-numbers boss fights. Like the Killer Croc stuff was just, you know, a missed opportunity. I think that they're, they're basically not needed anymore, boss no. fights, in anything but exceptional circumstances. Certainly not in this kind of game, maybe in an FPS, maybe in a Mario. Yeah, in a Mario, I think it's acceptable. Well, I think even less than an FPS, to be honest. So, anyway, I've got uh, an email from uh, Luis Medina, who actually liked the boss fights, mostly because they're hard. He says, uh, unlike most games these days, the battles really made me struggle with the game. They forced me to analyze the patterns of the bosses, and they made me use my head. This is how a boss battle is supposed to be. However, he does also point out what I did earlier, which is the battles are probably a lot easier for people that chose the combat. Um, style of play I was hacking and stealthy so my 10mm silence pistol was not too effective against the bosses neither was my tranquilizer rifle which is exactly your problem yeah, exactly and yeah. this is the thing is it's it goes it, as Daniel mentioned earlier it's just antithetical to the whole um, idea of the game that it suddenly puts you into an arena and gives you no choice yeah rubbish because yeah. it is in many ways last we were saying it's resistant to modern game conventions It in so many ways and in this instance it just capitulates and goes Oh yeah, just hit him three times and yeah. he'll go down. I think we can agree the boss battles are the thing that you have to forgive about Deus Ex, right? Yeah, that's been a recurrent comment. That's yeah. fine. Um, should we move on to Augment? Yes, let's talk about Augment. Um, Phil Nakum. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Natchum. Na- or Natchum. Um, one issue I've noticed is the game really punishes you if you don't put points into hacking. Luckily, my hacking skills are maxed out, but it sort of takes away from the element of the element of choice when one path is almost mandatory. I've definitely found this. I've had that problem. Mm. Like, well, I'm at the bit I'm at the moment, there's a gate that I 
pretty sure I need to get through, but I don't have the hacking skills to get through it. And it's just like, come on, don't make me go back and yeah. do some grinding to build up my hacking skills. Yeah, I keep it going that. into environments and getting quite far into whatever building I have to infiltrate. And there'll be a door that's level five or six, and I'm only on two or three, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to come back here later. I think sometimes they're there to specifically to stop you from going into a place, like you know. To I don't know if you even can go back later. I mean, I've not. You can go back to the environments, but you can't go back to the, for instance, the side quests. There was a side quest I was doing in um, in Shanghai, one of the last ones where you got that um, total asshole who's murdered his girlfriend, and you're trying to expose him. And there's mm. a bit where you have to you, you have to to complete the mission. You have to hack something. Yeah. And the level was fine, but it was just a particularly hard game. So I spent ages and ages trying to do it. Realized I couldn't, then had to go around, you know, basically uh, stunning people, stealing what was in their pockets, selling it so that I could buy another practice point <laughs> for myself yeah. from the limb clinic. And I just thought this is ruining the game That's for me crap. right now. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the few bad experiences of Habit Day Sex, being an hour and a half just trying to save up five thousand credits. Yeah, because this the bit that I got stuck on was is a side mission that so it was offered to me, and I thought right, I'll go and do this side mission, and then there's this gate, and I, I have looked all the way around to see if there's an alternative route, and there's not for the life. Is of me. that the gate? Is it near the basketball court? Oh, because I think I, I, mean. I think I got a couple of dumpsters and cardboard boxes. And can you go over the top? Yes. Uh, it looks like you can. Yes. Yeah. I basically, made something that resembled something out of Jenga. Did you? <laughs> right, okay. Scaled it. Oh, well, um, see, I did try moving. Uh, I might tried moving one of the dumpsters, but it's too heavy for me. It does make you wary about complaining about anything about Deus Ex, doesn't it? Because we're going to get someone writing in to go, "Oh, you didn't do it. There's a way you yeah, could do it." Yeah. yeah well, exactly. and that, that, that in itself was quite impressive, I think. But it's it's weird because uh, I've just spent quite a lot of time playing uh, Arkham City, and obviously you get the flexibility to go flying and using your grappling hook. And now this, <laughs> even if you small from uh, fall from not a very uh, particularly high height. He dies. Unless you have the extremely useful Icarus Augment, which is my favourite Augment. I don't have that. You had to get the Icarus. I, I love augment. the Icarus Augment. I bought it um, early on, which was a mistake. Uh, I bought it early on because I'm terrible at, I'm just terrible at finding my way around. In real world ending games, I have no sense of direction. Yeah. So I would get very frustrated in Shanghai and basically end up just jumping off bridges in order to get below. Yeah. So I got the Icarus um, enhancement just to kind of compensate for my own lack of directional capability. Right. But um, there, there was a, it's, it's a bit very cool looking. The animation is great. But it's totally useless and I needed my praxis points for stuff and I was very angry with myself but then but then towards the end of Shanghai there's a bit where there's a huge long vent that you have to drop down that you can only do if you have Icarus so I was, I was validated in my choice does it give you kind of hints that you need to get that upgrade or is it purely down to you to kind of think how the fuck am I going to do this usually you have to look around don't you yeah I I don't think it's usually, it doesn't usually um, state or signpost, you, you need this augment. No, it doesn't. No, but like, so is that the only way to do that part of the game then? Oh, no, no. You can go okay. around different ways. You can go around right, the back. Fine. You can go along the floor. I mean, but the, the particular way I did it was the easiest way. Yeah. You know, drop down the vent and you're there. Yeah. And I just knew that I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I'd happened to buy a cruise. So, it sometimes does yeah. that, doesn't it? It rewards you for, for choices that you made ages and ages ago. Gotcha. Um, Michael Gregory uh, says, do you find that, that by the end of the middle difficulty that you're overpowered because of the large amount of uh, Praxis kits you have? Uh, also, do you guys have any augmentations that you have found invaluable? Well, obviously, um, the Icarus. Uh, Icarus for me. Icarus, what was it? Icarus wings. It's, it's Icarus, it was Icarus augmentation, I think. Icarus fall oh, system just called or something. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Uh, he says social augmentation for him and uh, also hacking. The pheromones are funny, aren't they? 
I just go for strength. Like really, really hard man. <laughs> just so you can carry lots as well. <laughs> but a really basic lock in front of him. He just scratches his head there. So. <laughs> 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 just pull my gun out and just shoot it. No situations whatsoever. But God, look at your muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, I do have like a machine pistol with as much ammo as I can afford. <laughs> shoot your way through the lock. Come on, Daniel. Are there any uh, orgs that you felt were invaluable? Well, initially I kind of I sort of meted them out quite evenly, but then when I kept coming up against doors that I couldn't get through. I kind of piled them all into hacking. And I right. found it quite useful to be able to see which um, nodes would, like, the percentage of me being detected, depending mm -hmm. on the node, I was, be able to, I was able to plan my hack more sort of tactically, which I found incredibly useful. Yeah. Um, um, or apparently there are orgs that only matter in very specific situations, as uh, Scott Udall points out. Uh, electricity immunity, which is invaluable for second and final boss fights. Uh, but next to useless uh, elsewhere in the game. Yeah, Icarus was a bit like that. Or if you want to get into the police station right yeah. at the beginning, that would have been easy with the electricity exactly. augment. Yeah, there, there is there are two boss fights that make electricity invulnerability. You just you know it makes life loads easier for you. But yeah. sometimes you do feel like, oh, for heaven's sake, I've got to this situation where I need this one augment that I'm not going to need in any other any other way ever yeah, and again. Spending all your points. Yeah, it can be um, it can be frustrating. Are you trying to imply that they create a cool-looking boss and then retro, like sort of backwards engineered an augment? I think so, because in what other <sighs> context is electricity and vulnerability going to be any use to anyone? Uh, Logan Wamsley has something to say on the subject of augments as well. He says, in light of the game's emphasis on choice, promoting all different playstyles, I found the augmentation upgrade system somewhat limiting. While you consistently upgrade yourself, you definitely feel like a badass, but you never get the idea that you're actually sacrificing one augment for another. The most meaningful choices are those where there's both a reward and a sacrifice. If by the middle of the game or so I've covered all the basic augmentations for all the different playstyles, I don't feel like I really sacrificed anything. That's a fair point. Yeah, it's more towards the end of the game that you just feel overpowered. Yeah. But that's an open world quandary, isn't it? It happens in Oblivion or anything like that as well. You just get to the point where you've got too many skills. Well, if you're going to take the time out, it, it was the same uh, to some extent in Borderlands as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, you take the time to kind of grind your way up and make yourself better. Ultimately, it makes the game... Like, by the end of Borderlands, it was just easy. Like, none of the bosses were challenging, so... Um, and I haven't got that far in Deus Ex, so I don't know if it's... But it feels like Deus Ex forces you to make some decisions, whereas Borderlands, I was just ultra-tough. So how powerful are you at the moment, Keza? I'm ludicrously powerful in some areas and totally unpowerful in others. I'm deficient in... I don't have any leg augments. I can't, I can't run very far. Um, I've got no extra health. I've got no extra toughness. I've got no extra speed. I just have um, extremely highly developed hacking and uh, uh, stealth augmentation stuff so I can see all the cones of vision and things. Do you I've think it should be a trade-off then, that you shouldn't be able to power up everything? or? Yeah, I think you should have to choose. Yeah. But then the, the, pro the problem that the, the game design then runs into is if it says, oh, you made that decision, and then you come up at a bit of the game later where you fancy doing something different, then the game's dictating to you, isn't it? Mm. Have you found there's a conflict at any point between what you want to be and what you have to put your Parks' points into? Um, not so far. I feel that... I feel like I've gone down one particular way. I think I've never got, I've not gone shooting like you. I've not gone all out combat and I've not gone all out stealth. So I've kind of, I'm somewhere in the middle and I find it quite frustrating. For instance, way at the beginning when I was trying to infiltrate the police station, I wasn't sufficiently stealthy to bypass everyone. So I alerted the guards, but then I wasn't sufficiently powered up to take all the guards on. So I just did it again and again and again, and I was somewhere caught in the middle, and I was actually quite worried that I wasn't going to be able to progress and get down to the morgue. I thought I was actually stuck on floor one of the police station forever. Yeah, um, that would make sense. Because I didn't make a strong choice either way. Does um, the game force you into a strong choice? Uh, for me, not at the moment. 
but that's yeah, I'm not as far as you guys. Mm. So see, see, I think I was punished for not choosing one or the other because I had fairly limited ammunition. I was just collecting what I could get off guards, um, but I wasn't stealthy enough to get through any doors or sneak past people. I've got to the point where I'm just reloading any time a fight happens now. Yeah. Anytime I'm spotted, I'm just up reload. Yeah. Which, uh, well, I suppose that's good because basically there are three branches, I think, of, of Deus Ex. There are three options. There's stealth, stealth combat, and combat. And stealth, obviously, is not being seen. Stealth combat is using an awful lot of things like stun guns, tri tranquilizers, you know, a lot of... Yeah. Not non-violent, but also not just ramboing about. Yeah. And there's combat. Yeah. But I'm finding, like, for instance, about three quarters of the items in the game are useless to me. All the ammo and all the weapons that I'm picking up, you know, I've got no reason to use them, so I just end up selling them. Give them yeah. to me. I, think <laughs> I need more ammo and more weapons. <laughs> I think that's quite true. Quite a lot of games, by the end of the game, you, you're quite familiar with the weapons yeah. and the ammunition, and you have your favourites. Whereas in Deus Ex, I don't have a strong attachment to any of the weapons. So it's just stuff that I'm accumulating, and I ditch it. And Whereas in something like Gears of War, I'm like, I know this gun because there's only like four or five weapons yeah and you have a strong attachment to each one like oh god great i'm more for this one whereas in deus ex it's very ad hoc oh ditch that move on my uh my no killing anyone anyone my no killing anyone policy is taking a bit of a taking a bit of a turn well, since got, since we last spoke massacre well uh, there was a bit in shanghai where there's this group of um evil pimps that basically force women to get augmented so that they can whore them out yeah, oh, yeah. killed all of them killed them all right in the head and threw them off buildings racist <laughs> Unbelievable. There was a bit only as well. in China do you, do you go AWOL. Yes, only there. Only in Shanghai. No one I know is ever going to find out, are they? No. That's totally fine. But they're, they're they deserved it, that's to be fair. Yeah, I also accidentally threw a fire extinguisher at someone's head and it killed them. <laughs> that happens in real life, just so you know, around the office. <laughs> don't, don't throw that fire extinguisher around, Kaz. That's, that's probably going to kill. I didn't know they were lethal weapons. Well, fire extinguishers? Yeah. Okay, if you were whacked on the head with it. That's smart. I suppose they're pretty heavy, aren't they? Yeah. We had enough of fire extinguishers? Probably. Yeah. Right, we've had a lot of feedback on emergent narrative and the believability of the world. I think the consensus is that it's the game's main strength. Mm. Um, yeah. Michael Shea's written in and he said, when good storytelling is combined with good gameplay, it creates an experience you can only get from gaming. It's how truly effective a video game can be and illustrates the potential it could reach. And he also mentions, everyone talks about Blade Runner influencing Deus Ex, but he also thought the game was highly influenced by Metal Gear, really? which is one of his favourite franchises of all time. Yours too, Alex, right? Metal Gear, yeah, but I don't really see that many similarities. I don't know. Apart from that it's a stealth game. Yeah, and the video camera. Uh, I think, I think the, the, the story, you... though. I think he's talking about the story. And oh, the, the style, the stylistic element of the thing. Yeah, but Metal Gear's story is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Deus Ex is, is rather less nonsensical. Yeah, Metal Gear makes no sense. Deus Ex does at least make sense, but it has the yeah. same kind of rebellious, cyberpunky. It's got a lot of big robots on two legs. That's Metal Gear it. has yes. that too. Yes. Uh, I, I did start... I, I tried to play the stealth in the same way that I would play a Metal Gear game in terms of stealth. And it's a little bit different, and I think that's why uh, I ended up just going the gun route. Because in Metal Gear... Uh, I'm very much like you, like a uh, stun gun and sneak past people and do all that mm. kind of stuff. But it, I, I think I'm trying to play it like a Metal Gear game and it, it's not quite the same. The stealth is slightly different, which is why I always get detected. Mm. So, but again, that, maybe that's down to an augment because I know that you can get augments that kind of show you the kind of field of visions of, of, of the um, guards and all that kind of stuff. It Whereas with, a lot better with Metal you Gear, you get gadgets that sort of show you their... Um, 
where they are and all that kind of stuff. So I still think the first mission is the hardest mission of the game to not be seen in. Yeah. There's a tutorial one where you tutorial yeah. mission, yeah. Yeah, where you're where you're infiltrating trying to get the typhoon back. I still that's the hardest game that's been the hardest mission by far for me in my play style. I found the police station quite difficult, quite taxing. I think Tom did as well. He was in there for hours. Yeah. He was in there for about four hours. I ran straight through the police station. I think I got lucky. After <laughs> Literally hearing. sprinting straight through. <laughs> well, everyone was like, What was that? My favourite <laughs> bit, <laughs> bit of the police station was it basically slaughtered everyone in the police station because that's terrible they're just poor hard-working civilians i had no option i was sneaking around for about four hours and i just i lost it i just massacred them and then when i walked past the guy who's on the desk at the front he hadn't even noticed he's still at his desk <laughs> well he's the guy you're supposed to talk to yeah, to get in that would have been a, that would have been a smarter option <laughs> <laughs> just bypass him and just gun everyone down i spoke to him at the beginning but he was having none of it he, was, he wasn't, wasn't he he wasn't letting me in oh i thought he was one of the easy talk me down people i, was, I think it was too aggressive <laughs> just gun in the face yeah. <laughs> let me in. what was this a police let station me in. let me in um although i would be quite intimidated if jensen started asking me to do things for him mm. i'd probably just let him do whatever he wanted Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the implication <laughs> I wanted from that. Let's move on. One of the things about the narrative, people seem to think that the gameplay and the narrative are usually in competition with each other, aren't they? Yeah. Does Deus Ex manage to synthesize those things properly to make them not in competition? Does it have both the great gameplay and the great narrative? Um, in terms of narrative, something I noticed recently was that I found quite jolting is sometimes you have conversation scenes in the third person, sometimes in the f first person. Have really? you noticed that? I haven't noticed that. Conversation scenes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the, in the kind of boss ones where you have yeah, to talk to someone Yeah, for instance, when down. you come back and you encounter Sarif and you you talk to him about um, why there was a kind of a loophole built oh, into a security the leak. security system, why there was a, a, an avenue for hackers to get in. That's all in the first person, but most of the conversations take place in the third person. Yeah, yeah. And I found that quite strange. I found that quite jolting. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the, it's, it's the boss ones, isn't it? Yeah. I say boss ones, boss conversations. Yeah. Where you have to really make a make an effort to read what they're saying, what they're thinking from their face, which I can never really do particularly I'm not really well. Good at that. You're not really good at it. No. Well, it's they're just like, like me people. in real life. I'm not a conversationalist. No, <laughs> just get on with it. You're basically <laughs> autistic. He's autistic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you get with a passion for, noir. with a passion passion for guns. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good combo. Excellent. Um, Bakia Riza sent us in a great YouTube video, which sort of. Um, pisses all over the day sex is realism which shows uh, Jensen in the police station um, trying to hack something and the guard's like hey what you doing he goes away and he just builds a fort out of cardboard boxes <laughs> <laughs> so that the guard can't see him <laughs> and then goes in and hacks it that's brilliant it's really good oh, of course you can always ruin a game if you really try but yeah. that, that made me giggle <laughs> I that is ridiculous yeah. isn't it the game doesn't crumble like that that often though does it but when it does it does when it, it does it's extremely funny yeah, but well, well, why the world itself might be great. I still, I don't like uh, Adam Jensen. Uh, neither does Mark Purcell. Yep, he wrote in. He's he's in the written feature. Yeah, his full comments are in the written thing that's accompanying this podcast. But I, I don't mind Jensen. I just think he's he's got the the whole video game character problem of being a total schizo, depending on how you play with him. Mm. Yeah, I just think it, every line he delivers in a very in a very similar fashion, as well. Whether he's happy, whether he's trying to placate someone who's trying to antagonise them, it's almost delivering the same kind of gruff, slightly Clint Eastwood-esque um, tone. I'd really like a glass of milk. Yeah, would you? Or are you taking the piss out of me? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. You can't tell. 
and I just find him quite. I do find him quite an alienating. Like even um, like in one of the earlier uh, bits where you get to speak to the mother of your girlfriend who was killed early on. Oh yeah. And um, and she's. Oh, can you investigate further? And I thought, well, you know, what do I what do I get out of it? And she was like, oh my god, I didn't know you were that kind of person. And then I just changed my tack completely. But again, there's no emotion there. No and emotion, again, yeah. she totally forgot what I said about five seconds earlier she was like oh thank you for doing this well hang on, a minute ago I was like give me some cash for doing this <laughs> I, I think <laughs> what, should have, what should have happened is she'd have been like well I'm, no screw you yeah. and you wouldn't have been able to do the quest yeah, that would have yeah. exactly yeah. that would have smacked well, you around I was, the head just, I was just like you know yeah. testing the water see how far I can push it <laughs> yeah. give me all the jewels you're wearing then I'll think about it I know <laughs> she was my girlfriend of six <laughs> years but <laughs> <laughs> but I want some nice diamonds she's dead now <laughs> <laughs> she's dead now and I've turned in, in my uh, in my grief I've turned to material things I want some sweet augments. Yes. <laughs> right, that's enough about Jensen, and it's probably enough for the second episode of Extended Play. Yeah, we've um, done a lot of talking. A lot of talking. And next week, James Swallow will be joining us, one of Human Re- Revolution's writers. This um, is a big deal, people. It's a, quite a big deal. Yeah, he's going to be coming in to respond to everything that we and you have said about Deus Ex. Yeah. And uh, also give us some insight, hopefully, into how the game's actually written. Yeah, so if you have any specific questions for James, email us at extendedplay at IGN.com Easy. So uh, that's it for this week and uh, yeah, we'll be back with James Swallow next week for the next part of Extended Play Deus Ex Human Revolution. Bye. Bye. Bye.